0: Welcome to the In Between Podcast. I'm Astrid and I'm Alexis, and we're two best friends on a journey to living a fun, intentional life. We know it's easier to share on a season of life once it's behind you, but what about when you're in the middle of the growth, confusion, and decision making? This lifestyle podcast is for the everyday gal who loves to travel, talk about business, relationships, fashion, and everything in between. Welcome back to another episode of the In Between Podcast. I am one half of the pod, Alexis. And I am the other half, Astrid. And today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the realities of women supporting women. And it's like, I feel like that's been a big shift movement over the last couple of years, right? It's like, yeah. you know, women need to be um, supporting each other, having each other's backs. And I think that's a really lovely sentiment. But like, what does that actually mean? And how do you actually live that out? (laughs) The action of it. Yes. Yes. So before we dig into that, we have to do our thing because this is called the In Between Podcast. We always start each episode sharing what we are individually in between because we are always in the middle of something, right? So Astrid, my queen, (laughs) (laughs) what are you in between right now? Oh my gosh. I absolutely love doing these and just having that weekly check-in to stop and think, okay, what am I in between right now? I feel like I could journal about this every single week. Um, Okay, I think that right now what I'm in between... I have this like tendency to be extremely structured and anytime that I want to get anything done, I will plan it to a T. I'm like, this is how we're going to execute. Let's sit down and do it. (laughs) And Whenever it comes to work, that has worked really well. But then in other areas of my life, I have learned in the past two years to just really be more intuitive. Like, what does what does my body need? What does my mind need? What does that relationship or friendship need? And so right now, I am in between learning to kind of still stay focused in what I want my life to look like, stay focused on those goals but also invite that curiosity and like being spontaneous and adventure. Um, And I think I can swing a little too much to one side because I'm like, okay, I want to be more spontaneous. And so just kind of coming to a good in-between point of structure and flexibility and enjoying life and just being more intuitive while still being disciplined. Yeah, it's like the relationship between finding your flow state and like, the discipline structure of like your daily life. Like where do the habits come in to the mm-hmm. flow? I mm-hmm. uh, love that. I feel that, especially with Matthew being home now and like reestablishing our routine together yeah. um, on a daily basis. It's just, it's very interesting. I told him this morning, I was like, I need to reevaluate like my <laughs> daily routine and like <laughs> I need to figure out where, where do some of these things fit in? But then also giving yourself like space to not be so rigid with the structure. Yes. And kind of where I'm at is like, there's certain things that I want to do. So I will like block out a certain evening or a day that I'm like, okay, this is like a fun event that I want to go and do. And then I am pushing myself to be extremely focused whenever I am sitting down to work. And I have surprised myself of like, how much I can get done in one to four hours, even that normally would have taken me like a whole day or two days when I can just do not disturb, focus and know if I want that quote unquote reward of that fun day, then I really have to buckle down now. Yeah. It's like using it as a mental, you're mentally tricking yourself. It's the carrot. Yes, (laughs) It is the dangle of the carrot. I love it. I love it. Um, what are you in between? Oh, well trying to decide which one I want to pick. (laughs) Um, I would say, okay, I feel like I haven't mentioned this yet. So we'll talk about this one. I'm in between figuring out how I want to show up on social media again. I feel like it's the easiest for me to create and share when I'm traveling or doing something interesting. And it's like, I know in my mind that everyday life is beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. Like I still show up on stories every day, Mm -hmm. but it's like creating intentional, like helpful content, um, on my feed or in reels is like not something that I find to be organic for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm trying to decide like how I want to do that more and where that comes up and like, how do I find the creative freedom in that? while also having the consistency. And like, honestly, similar to yours, like the structure versus flow. Yeah. I feel like, okay, well, Alexis, you are a business owner. And so all of your content needs to just link back to the business. It all has to go back to the business. And that makes you want to throw up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm like, (laughs) I am just not that kind of creator. It's just not my vibe. Yeah. But then I'm over here being like, okay, well, you've been a lifestyle content creator with fashion, travel, since the inception really of Instagram for you since like 2015. And so, okay, well, the last seven years you've been creating this kind of content, but do people even know that you're a coach? Do people even know like about your expertise in software and business Mm. and like strategy? So it's like trying to bridge the gap between the two right now has been like an interesting practice and I do have good energy towards it. It's like, I want to. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's just interesting. Cause like, I don't like the kind of content that's like three tips for why you should hire a coach. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I can Google that. (laughs) Yeah. Like no, no shade to anyone that does that. It's just, doesn't really align with me. So just kind of in between figuring out what this next season of content and like, Showing up consistently for my Instagram community, what does that actually look like in a way that's helpful for them? And and feels good to share. Like it's like both. I love that so much because I think also social media has shifted so much. Yeah. And for people who have been on Instagram since 2015 or, you know, early days, we were trained to be like, you have to be so specific. So if you're a travel content creator, you can only post travel. Right, And now it's rewiring to like, actually, no, I'm here for you and whatever you do, I'm here to support you. And so, yes, I want to know about your business. I also want to know about your outfits. I also want to know about your everyday life and yep. your skincare routine and all the things. And I think people like us, we're, we're struggling with that bridge. And I relate to that so much too, of like, I don't mind sharing A lot of different areas on stories, but when it comes to my feed, it feels like it's I'm breaking some rules. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's like this permanent that's permanency, I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to bridge the gap and um not making it feel so like foreign to of like, oh like reels and editing and like finding the right audio, and then you've got to put text over it, and it's like yeah. Gen Z, reach out to us. <laughs> it's like I'm a zillenio, I guess, and yes. I just feel very um I feel motivated and I I want to, but it's like I'm I'm releasing this stress I have around using my voice. Mm. And I want to continue using my voice more on social and not just the ways that I have before, but like in a new way. And so I love that. It's just navigating that and what that looks like. So, tonight, actually, I told Matthew when I got home from work, I was like, okay, tonight we're mapping out content for the next 14 days. And he's like, <laughs> okay, tell me how I can support you. Oh, I love it. I love it. We love a supportive social media king. (laughs) Genuinely the best of the best. Never says a word. Never. I mean, like like, not on social media, but he's like, all right, what content do you need me to grab for you? And I am here. (laughs) Actually, do you want to laugh out loud? He and I were on his Instagram this weekend, looking at like funny videos that he had saved to show me like (laughs) reels. And he has like a category that just says like funny videos. So we were watching all those reels and we go back To his feed, and he has not posted a photo to his feed since 2019 on our honeymoon in Thailand. And he and the caption is like, Hey Instagram fam, I know I took a hiatus, but I'm back. And he hasn't posted (laughs) since. (laughs) And then he left again. He's like, he's like, I came in, I dipped in to let him know I was in Thailand, and then I never spoke to anybody again. He's like, actually, I hate this. Goodbye. Thank you. But how often is that real though? Like with anything that we do, we're like, I'm going to just step my toe in and then we end up never doing it again. So relatable. Also reels and TikTok videos is a whole love language. Like I love that he has a folder (laughs) saved just for you, because if you're not doing that, then I can't relate. (laughs) I know. I, I, there was one hitch where I was like missing him so bad. And so I hitched like, uh, Matthew worked abroad for a long time just to give you some context if you're listening for the first time. So he was gone for like a month at a time. And I started a folder on TikTok that just was like named Matthew.
1: So whenever he got home,
0: I was like, I saved all these because I was thinking of you. (laughs) You mean you don't send him 20 TikToks at once? Because that's what I do with my friends. (laughs) Well, bro doesn't have TikTok. Oh, yes. He doesn't have it. So I just sent him the, the folder. Yes, that's smart.
1: Anybody who has
0: a significant other that doesn't use social media, you can save a folder and then show it to them later. Yeah, it's like I was thinking of you. Even though you don't have this social media app, I still want you to see this. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to sit down and watch it. I'm forcing you to consume this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. All right. So shall we dig in? Let's do it. Okay. Women supporting women. Yay. Um, Okay. I think at a core, I genuinely support this movement. Like I'm all, I'm all for it. It's figuring out what does it actually look like? And it's like women supporting women in your career, but then the women in your personal life, you're like talking behind their back Mm -hmm. or like, or you're all for supporting people in your personal life, but then at work, like you're jealous of the woman who got a promotion. Mm -hmm. And so you're talking shit. Like it's like finding consistency and like the common thread of women supporting women in all areas of your life. Yeah. Or even only supporting the women that support your ideals. So what Mm -hmm. happens when those women have different beliefs in you? Right. A hundred percent. Or like your values don't align. Or she said one thing that you don't agree with. And so you block her or like, Mm -hmm. you know, and and not, not that you can't, you know, um, mute people on social, like do whatever you need to do. But it's like, I think it's about the intention behind Mm -hmm. your behavior towards women. So for me, like this sparked, um, a couple of days ago, just something happened in my personal life. And I was thinking about my heart around why I acted the way I acted. And I was like, "Wow, that did not that that behavior does not support my character." Mm-hmm. And it was like, "Okay, so how do I how do I be consistent in my desire to be for women? Maybe we should just talk about like what does it mean to be for women? Like what does it mean to be like an ally of women? What do you yeah. think?" Yeah, for sure. For me, I think supporting women there comes in different layers for sure. And it also depends on like what spectrum we're talking about, like whether it's in career or whether it's in a friendship or whatever it might mean. But for me, it ultimately comes down to respect Mm -hmm. um, and being able to be like, okay, what is the most respectful thing I can do in this situation? So if someone at your job got the promotion that maybe you wanted, perhaps the most respectful thing, you don't have to have act overly excited or act, um, not honest, but you can just go to them and be like, hey, congratulations, you worked really hard for that. And then move along. And it's like a respectful thing to do as a teammate um, in a co-working space or in a a working environment. Um, And then in general, just respecting that people have different ideas, different beliefs. And I think for me, I struggle sometimes whenever it comes to supporting women who have very different beliefs than me. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the most beautiful things about being just a human is that we're all different. And so perhaps I haven't walked in a certain journey that they have walked. And that's why they have a different belief. And just like I would want somebody to respect my decisions and my lifestyle and everything, then that's all I can offer for somebody else too. And so I might not agree with them, but I can still respect them and I can still support them and kind of, I think also just outlining what kind of relationship do you want that to be? Mm-hmm. So I think supporting women that are really close to you is going to look very different than supporting women who you share, who you're in the same industry as, or who you just have acquaintances in between, uh, both of you. Right. I love that perspective too, on the difference between supporting women in your life that you have relationships with versus don't have relationships with, um, I do think it is, like for me at work, it looks like something very material I can do is if we're in a Zoom meeting and let's say there's 10 men and like maybe two or three women, right? The the gender ratio is very apparent, at least to me as a woman. If another woman has an idea on the call, I will in chat or verbally like plus one that idea Mm. or like, you know, especially if I agree, like if it's, maybe if it's not something I agree with, I can ask questions Mm -hmm. to like help her flush out the idea, but it looks like it looks like having a hand in, uh, celebrating or like supporting someone in that way, there's nothing worse than like having an idea finally getting the courage to talk on a call or depending yes. on if it's like a decision-making call and work and you actually raise your hand and like, no one says anything. Yes. Um, I think a very like real thing you can do in the workplace is to be like, that's a great idea. I never thought of it like that or, or, Oh, interesting. I wonder, um, do you think it would impact this, this, and this, or, Mm -hmm. okay. What, what's a realistic timeline for that? I love that. Do you think we could get that done in the next six weeks? Like start to, tack on to her idea so that she feels supported and then it actually gets a conversation flowing instead of just sometimes silence. Because I've very much been in meetings like that where it's like, okay, I need to step in here and like plus one or like celebrate yeah. or support or, uh, or ask clarifying questions if maybe I don't understand, but I still want to be in support of her in the meeting. Yeah. And I love the point that you brought up of like, if you see the ratio, right, right? I oh, yeah. think, too, if you're a woman who is confident, who has a little bit more of, like, you can step into a meeting and if nobody's asking for your opinion, you're still going to say it type of thing, <laughs> knowing that you have that as something that can also help other women who perhaps aren't in that space or maybe just don't have that personality, like, they want to voice their opinions, but they're like, they, they don't keep finding a spot for them to voice their opinion. So they never never even get there yeah. for you to kind of be that person to... Start the conversation, say this, and then be like, hey, so and so, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. And you call them out and give them a space in that meeting to speak up. And I think sometimes people don't mean to um, overlook other people, but we should be more intentional about who in this call or this meeting is perhaps not getting a chance. And can we give them some space here? So as women, I think that's a space where we can really support them Mm -hmm. um, is by, if you're bold and you're confident, give other people a space to, to talk. I agree. I love that. It's like intentionally creating space for people who have different personality types and different communication styles to be able to come forth and like, you know, feel confident and comfortable to, to talk and to share. Um, another element kind of shifting from like the, in the career side is like the entrepreneurial side. So Mm -hmm. maybe there is a, a woman who started a business and like, she's wanting to work with you. Or I, I, I think it's like an, an interesting, uh, opportunity for us to talk about MLMs because MLMs are multi-level marketing, Mm -hmm. are predominantly women. And over the 10 years since I graduate, gosh, nine, 11 years since I (laughs) graduated, 11 years since I've graduated high school, you know, there are a lot of people in my hometown or in the area that have like started MLMs as an extra way to make money, to support Mm -hmm. their families. And so I think this is like something that gets really um, a lot of negativity. And I see that around like the women supporting women is like, okay, well, I might not want to buy her product, but I'm still going to treat her with kindness because it took her guts to message me. It took her guts to reach out to me and ask if I wanted to host a party or buy a product or try your shampoo. Like, hey, I'm so glad you're finding success in your business. Congratulations. Like I know how hard it is to start something. Um, and using that as an opportunity to encourage, even though I'm not interested. Yeah. And I think like this is where we as women can do a better job instead of like, oh gosh, another message from like someone from high school or from college who started something, you know, it's like, what do you think? A hundred percent. I think that's where that respect factor that we were talking about earlier comes in is I might not agree with it. I might personally not want to work in that realm, but if that's what you've chosen for yourself, then I respect you. I am cheering you on good for you. And, And again, like if they're not a close friend, you don't have to go the 20 miles in and like buy the whole Set if <laughs> you don't want to, but yeah. women supporting women means you're not trash talking them on the weekend and be like, Oh, so and so messaged me, and like, Oh my gosh, they're in this type of business because I sure as heck wouldn't want someone to say that about me. Exactly. You, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, Alexis, we got another life coach. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, Oh, Astrid, like another photographer. Like, it's just being in a headspace where you're creating an opportunity for connection and encouragement regardless of how small that is, like it doesn't need to be this big fake exchange. I'm not necessarily encouraging that, but it's using those opportunities to still see that woman as a person instead of just like an an annoyance. For sure. For sure. And I think another thing that I will add to that is perhaps sometimes we're not the ones – instigating that conversation or starting it but we are in the space where somebody else is speaking of another woman whether it's in their career or in any other space them as a mother and like their mothering um techniques and how they choose to mother their kids or how they choose to lead their relationship how they choose to be a friend where they choose to move to any spectrum of life and so i think a huge aspect is to be able to support another woman when that comes up in conversation and stand up for her in the room that she's not in and say, hey, actually, we don't know everything about this and we should not make an opinion about her life. Mm -hmm. Can we move on to another subject? Yes, 100%. It's like not making assumptions on a situation that we do not have all the information on too. And I love what you said, like a common thread is choices, like respecting another woman's choices, regardless of our thoughts or opinions on them. Like how she chooses to mother, what she chooses to wear, like how she chooses to vote, what she chooses to do with her body. Like those are her choices. And Mm -hmm. I think this is where it gets murky for um, us to live this out. And Mm -hmm. it's like, did her choice directly impact my daily life? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, then we can have a conversation around it because obviously like she's a friend or a person in my life like that deserves a conversation. But if it's someone who's, you know, doing something that I don't necessarily agree with, but it doesn't impact my daily life, um, in our relationship, then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we're going to give her the space and the respect to live her life the way that she's chosen to with zero judgment too. And that's another thing is like on the other side of respect, you can be like, I respect your choices, but internally I'm judging the hell out of you. Yeah. It's for like, sure okay, that's another heart check, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you can externally be supportive, but then internally be really critical. And I think it's like, how do we get those to to align instead of like externally acting one way and then internally believing another? Yeah, for sure. Or like checking that box of, I'm saying the right thing of, hey, I respect you. (laughs) Yeah. I respect you, but then you're looking the other way. And then You're talking to so-and-so about how this other person's choosing to lead their lives. And I think going back to choices, it's we are all such different human beings. And what I value is perhaps not what somebody else values. And that's okay, right? And as women, too, especially when it comes to, like, having a family and kids and like this whole quote-unquote timeline, there can be a lot of judgment that comes with that too. So being able to stand up whenever anybody is talking about another woman and be an advocate and say, hey, I wouldn't want that about myself. Let's respect their choices, what they've chosen for their life. And again, you don't know everything. But I think a lot of times, at least I catch myself more in rooms where – those conversations might come up and I have an opportunity to speak up for this person that is perhaps I don't even talk to them on a daily basis or at all, but they're talking about another woman. Yeah. A hundred percent. I've had this, I have had this happen a lot and it, it is choosing to like who you want to be in that moment and mm-hmm. how you choose to address a situation like that when, um, you know that you want to say something, but it's like, how do I say it? I think this is another thing that like women experience is they, maybe they don't want to talk about that. They're trying to stop gossiping. They don't want to be in conversations about other women behind their backs, but they might be in a room where it's happening and it's like, okay, how do I actually then say something without me being judgmental or like, you know, oh, well you're just being critical. You know, it's like, no, I'm trying to stand up to my ideals. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, that dance between wanting to communicate that you're uncomfortable talking about someone and, you know, I, I would like to move on from this conversation without the, it making the people that you're with then feel judged and shame. <laughs> Which honestly, I feel like that's going to be a consequence. And I've been in those uncomfortable situations, but I think that's where you go back to your values and you say, okay, am I willing to be uncomfortable and make everyone else uncomfortable for this for this conversation and for the fact that like this is way more important to shut it down and have an uncomfortable moment to make them realize that this is not okay? Or am I just going to like, be quiet just for the sake of the peace of the moment. Right. Cause that has happened to me and it's, it's very hard. And also you get judged for being too sensitive. Right. And you're like, no, that's not okay. Like we don't talk about another woman's body. We don't talk about another, what another person chooses to wear. Like, can we just have some respect here? And, and even as simple as like people we don't know that are on TV, you're watching a movie with a group of people yes, and they're talking about somebody else. And you're just like, excuse me, like since when do, is that okay? Right. Absolutely. Um, And I think also having the grace that just how I have had to learn in the past few years of like, what's okay and what isn't, and why is it not okay to say certain things? Perhaps other people just haven't been on that journey yet. So how can we educate them in a loving way and not like you're doing this wrong, right? Just kind of like in a loving way, just be like, Hey, that wasn't very nice. Like, Oh, and I and not want you to say that about you like I think your body is perfect mm-hmm. and that that's the approach that I've chosen to take with people that are close to me um is more is more bringing it back to them and they're like would you say that about me you know yeah. and I just ask them that question they're like no I would never say that about you and I'm like then why are we saying that about her and then they're like Ooh, okay that's good that's a good one <laughs> I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to pull that out from time to time. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think it is it is important for us to continue to look for opportunities as a connection piece. And like something else that's helped me um, more in my personal relationships, not in a career sense, is like, hey, I am working on not gossiping. I am working on like not putting more negativity into the world. There's already enough. And so how I'm choosing to live that out is I am, you know, not gossiping. I'm not talking about people behind their backs. Like I, that's how I am trying to live that out. And like as a statement, and that can also plant a seed because you're making it about you and how you want to behave and act. It takes it away from them. But now Mm -hmm. they know when they're in relationship with you, you have now stated like, what it is that you're trying to work on. It's Mm -hmm. the same as like, I am in a season of sobriety right now. Mm -hmm. And so like with friends that I am hanging out with and being social with, I am letting them know, Hey, I am actively choosing to not drink in this season. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, great, you know, but it's, it changes the way that we're hanging out. Essentially. It's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, let's not go to a beer garden, you know, (laughs) (laughs) let's go to brunch or let's go on a long walk. And so it's like by me stating that it Mm -hmm. helps the relationship have deeper connection because Mm -hmm. it's like you're stating what it is that you're working on or what it is that you're growing through and they get to be a part of that with you instead of it be this like, I'm not drinking right now. And like, you shouldn't either. Or like, judgy, judgy. Yeah. Or like, oh, I've, I've taken, I've taken a break from alcohol. You know, it's bad for you. Right. Right. It's like, come on, you know? (laughs) Yes, for sure. I also think like um, along those lines, I love that you said that because it doesn't single the person out. It doesn't feel like you are doing something bad and I'm doing something good. And so I'm holier than thou type of thing. Right. And I think also when it comes to how we speak of other women, whether it's in a career format, relationship, whatever spectrum of things, if we can take a step back And realize that usually whatever you're judging about somebody else is something that you are insecure about. And so whether you are the one who like that feeling comes up about or somebody else in the room says that, then you can be maybe a little bit more sensitive to that. So for example, if I'm in a room and another woman says something about another woman's body that tells me that that woman is insecure in her body so how can i bring a loving moment to that spectrum and not single her out and be like hey this is not okay in a judgy way but kind of a you know to win pretty much of like i'm able to stand up for this woman that's not in the room that is being talked about but also how can i invite her to love herself more and just be like hey Let's be more loving towards our bodies and, um, have just a healthier conversation, not even talk about that. Right. Yeah. Um, and so keeping that in mind, perhaps it helps to be a little bit softer in like the words that we say too, because if you, you can come in with some judgment, then that's going to hurt that person as well. Right. It's like, um, taking a breath, especially if it's around a topic that, um, Okay. I'll give you a very real example. Um, this was a couple years ago. A woman was, um, up for a position in leadership and the comment around her when this is very common in career growth for women, especially who are climbing the ranks and getting leadership positions at an exec level was something around the comment of like, oh, I bet she slept her way to get there. And that's a very like common, um, thing to say and even in a funny way i've noticed this women will yeah. say it in a funny way it's not funny right. um and so in that moment realizing is that one is that how people are going to think of me if i get into a place of position and then, so then you start to be insecure mm-hmm. about yourself in the workplace and so it's taking um biases in like those common things that we say about women in general, whether that be as mothers, as friendship, at, in careers, whatever it is, um, and trying to dissect where that comes from and mm-hmm. have an open conversation around why like why that bias is so harmful and and even how like I internalized that, mm-hmm. right? One comment that was made about someone else wasn't even directed towards me. And like how that, you know, manifested itself in my own career. It's like, okay, well, I've got to be careful.
1: Yeah. It's like,
0: I would hate to have that assumption about my career. Right. So it's like those moments are, are moments that, we, um, that, are, that, that are very serious. And I think sometimes we make light and we think that we're trying to be funny and we're trying to use humor and gossip as a way to connect with the people around us at the expense mostly of women, you know, it's always the woman's fault or she's the one that's to blame for a situation. And it's like now, especially in 2022, if I hear of of a situation where a woman is involved, I now automatically believe her, you know, and like trying to make more space for women to tell their experiences instead of pre-planned, pre-planted biases from like Generations before us, you mm-hmm. know, instead of like making room for things that don't fly anymore, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It also kind of made me think about, and this is kind of a, a left, left, um, thought, but, um, the Johnny Depp trial, yeah, mm-hmm. of like we want to support women and we want to believe them and everything, and then there comes which is very real situations of like a narcissistic narcissistic woman that lies and abuses and all the, these different things. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the big fight around that was as women, we have tried to make so much progress to get our voices back. And then you use this whole situation to change that narrative, right? So it's like right. also not leaning too far on the other side of like, automatically assuming that we're right just because, because some women will use that to manipulate and to be like, well, they're, they're not going to believe me. Right. But at the same time, what percentage of that is actually happening? True. You know, like what percentage is the woman really leaning into the narrative and what percentage are men taking advantage and using that as evidence as like, see, you know, this isn't right. So it's like, I hear you on, like, leaving room for facts and, like, the reality of a situation. Um, I still think now more than ever I want to understand the woman's side of things first maybe. Sure. Where I'm, like, yeah. trying to understand, like, what happened. Um, but, yeah, it is interesting in, in that trial, like, what ended up coming out about it. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But, yeah, it's just an interesting – it's an interesting thing to navigate. And I don't yeah. think that there's a right way. I think it's just trying to, not to jump to conclusions, a back, yeah. back, back to biases, I guess, like these age old comments or things that are said regarding women in all areas of life. Like how can we be more intentional around breaking those kinds of narratives and those kinds of biases? For sure. And also kind of like to what you said of Listening maybe to the woman first and then the other side of things because we're also programmed by certain things we don't realize. And so we shrink down the story or we shrink down what we thought happened or didn't happen for the sake of, oh, okay, no, well, it's fine, you know, or like, oh, I don't need that promotion, or like, oh, yeah, they deserve it better, Um, or oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, like, I'm going to be the one woman traveling with all these men for this, you know, conference, like what are people going to think? And be like, no, screw that. You know, <laughs> like screw that. And if you want to think whatever you want to think, that's fine. I'm going to adv- advance my career. I know my values and I know my worth and we're going to move forward in that. But like you said, it's the default. The default does go to that of I'm not supposed to do that or what yes. are people going to think? Or yes. this is a narrative. And so being able to stand up for yourself to make way for other women to be like, okay, this is okay. Like I can handle this and we can all just be professionals about this. (laughs) Right. Especially in the career setting, like I'm a professional, I can act with professionalism. I think something too that that brought up for me is like, how do we, how do we navigate being unbothered by the world's view of what a woman should be Right? Regardless of what area of life that, that is, like in this case, business, like I am unbothered about what people think of me and my career and how I got here. However, how I then treat other women is like with respect and intentionality and in support or celebration and solidarity. And so it's like how I choose to internalize things versus what other people are saying about me. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes that can make us jaded towards ourselves, towards other women. Is like, I think that that's an interesting, like, dance, I guess. For sure. Yeah. I think, like, being wise about who you let speak into your life is really important because there could be scenarios where it's like, hey, actually, I don't know about that, you know, but if you trust the people closest to you, on their judgment, that you can get a second opinion when you're kind of second guessing yourself, then as a woman, you need that support system to be like, Hey, um, I'm not sure about this approach when it comes to dating or when it comes to being a mother or like, what should I do with my child? Like lean into the mother community, lean into other, uh, women that are entrepreneurs to be like, how did you navigate this change, um, that you trust, but in general being unbothered by the rest of the people, because I think no matter what, people are going to judge, and that's something that I had to learn really, really hard in 2020, and actually completely grew me out of my people pleasing skills, or not skills, <laughs> my people pleasing, and grew my skills. Um, was you know be having to make some really hard decisions and be like, okay, well whether I choose A or B, people are going to talk no matter what. So am I going to let people's opinion define my life? So screw that. And let me just focus on like what I think is best for my life, what I feel like God has for my life. And at the end of the day, whenever I die, I'm the one that has to carry those decisions. And I'm the one that has to kind of um, be accountable for that. And so that's how we move forward. And that has helped me in other decisions going forward of like, okay, what feels, if nobody ever knows anything, like what feels most true to me, Mm -hmm. even if it looks bad on the outside? Yeah. I'd owe no one an explanation. Mm A hundred percent. Can we um, hold ourselves accountable to that? You know? Yes, for sure. Um, Another thing, whenever it comes to women supporting women, I think if you're able to, if you find an opportunity and being able to invite other women into that opportunity, that is like one of the best ways that I can think of, especially as a creative, you get invited to, for example, for me as a photographer, let's have a shoot. And it's like, hey, do you know a florist? Do you know um, an, a venue? Do you know a videographer, et cetera? Like that is an opportunity for me, for me to kind of extend that invitation to other people in my industry. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, a lot of people can find that in their own careers too. Yeah, I agree. It's like looking for opportunities to highlight more women. This is something like I do at my day job when it comes to picking who we partner with on big summits and big online live events. It's like, hey, we have, there's, this is something I've learned. I This is what I believe to be true is that there are so many successful online like male business owners and there are equally amount of successful women online business owners, except that I find that summits and live events. I mean, you look at any live event roster that you get an ad for some sort of online conference, the majority of the speakers are still men. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do we give women a platform to be like, how, you know, where is the equity and the equality when we're making these kinds of business decisions? And so it's like one of the, the ethos that I bring forward in my role is really looking and, and seeing where are we landing in diversity of gender and diversity of color and diver- diversity of everything. Like, mm-hmm. are we, when you're looking at a business, your customer base is everyone. Right. And so it's like, does, does this summit, does this live event, does this, you know, event that you host, is it reflective of your ideal audience, which is everyone. And so it's like being able to attract your ideal audience through who you decide to put on the platform. I think that's a really, really important element. If you are in a position of power Mm -hmm. in your, in your role, in your business, being able to bring forth those kinds of decisions where you highlight those kinds of people, more women. Um, It is very real. And even though we've made a lot of progress, I will tell you, we have more to make in these areas. For For sure. sure. For sure. I absolutely love that. And I love that you brought up the fact in your industry too, how it's like there is equally... Like as there many talented are. women and entrepreneurs as men. And so why aren't they all being represented in different backgrounds To I attended one of your live events and I personally loved seeing a Hispanic woman who came, who like immigrated to the States. I related so much to her and I was like, it, it made me feel so inspired. Mm. And that was one way that I related to her was both on our background and on entrepreneurship. And yeah. so having that representation is huge. And again, I think that as women were in that season or those years of life where we're still learning how to speak up and stand up and perhaps certain personalities are able to step into, the, into that a little bit easier, but others aren't. So how can we extend an arm out to them? Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. I'm ready. Kind <laughs> of shifting a little bit to more specifics. Sure. What makes you feel the most supported as a woman? Mm. I, For me, when I am putting myself out there, like when I am launching something, sharing something, building something, hosting an event, when I see the women in my life, even if they can't attend, even if they can't buy, even if they don't attend like the live event or whatever, um, having them be like supportive. Like there there are several women in my online community that immediately come to mind who always are like, this is awesome. Congratulations. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like, I see you working really hard. Congratulations. That kind of like verbal support means a lot to me. So that's what makes me feel the most supported. It's not even like, you necessarily doing anything other than just being like, I see you. And I think that's all a lot of us want is like, just Mm -hmm. to be seen in our effort. I Mm -hmm. see you carrying through on your promises, like congratulations. And that means the world to me. I love that. That is so powerful. And I relate to that too, of like, it takes so much vulnerability and overcoming so many mindset shifts to to put yourself out there, to launch a new idea, to do anything like that, and to have your people just rally around you and be like, I support you no matter what. Um, it reminds me, shout out to Riley if he's listening to this, but <laughs> you know he is. Hi, Riley. Yes. <laughs> he said he said he listens to us at the gym. He's like, it's my pump up. <laughs> I love People it. People think I'm listening to music, but really it's the in-between podcasts. <laughs> that literally makes my day. <laughs> I know. Um, but I think he does such an incredible job at that where he will him and Jansen too, like they make it a part of their every Um, day routine of anything of like they'll go to see if I posted anything new from my couples or my sessions and they'll like it they'll save it Jansen has a folder on her Instagram that's like saved and it's like supporting like her friends and she'll save all of our posts to boost the engagement and then they'll like comment on it. So kind. Yeah, honestly, before being in this whole friend group of creatives, I never really thought too much about how do I give back and how do I support people online? And they really, and and you as well, like our whole like friend group that came together, um, I really learned a lot on how to support that and how to show up to, you know, with people. Um, I think for me, um, it would definitely be what you mentioned as far as like a career entrepreneurship journey. And I would also add, I think just validating my story, validating what I've been through Mm -hmm. is a huge way that I feel supported, um, by other women. I think that I can tend to get in my head about like, what did I do wrong? And I, I, it's something that you've called out in me. And it's made me think a lot of like, Hey, it's great that you're, thinking about how you can get better and how perhaps you can take accountability. And also these very real things did happen to you and they were not okay. And that is not okay. And like all of these validating feelings, because I can tend to um, just put myself down on it and be like, no, it was my fault. And so, and completely neglect everything. And that played such a huge role in my healing journey and it has till this day. And so I think having people in my life be like, Hey, I see you. I see you healing. I see you putting in the work. I like all these words that have nothing to do with my career and everything to do with me, um, have changed my life, honestly. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm, I'm honored to play a role in, in supporting you through everything that life has has gifted you and and the, the not so great pieces of it too. You sharing that made me realize how my default thing about, around support was around career. And I think that when it comes to my personal life, I am open but not vulnerable. I'm almost more vulnerable with my like business stuff. And, but when it comes to like my personal life, feeling very closed off. Um, And so I think I can invite more support in by sharing like what's really going on in my personal life with people that are close to me. And I think that sometimes I'm like, why is no one supporting this? Like, why is no one celebrating this? And it's because they don't know. And I think that's a big piece of like deepening relationships personally for me is like really trusting that, trusting people, um, that are close to me and knowing that, um, they will support me. Yes. And like that, that, that is true. And it, and it has rung true for all of my close friends, Mm -hmm. but I still struggle with the vulnerability in my personal life. Mm -hmm. I feel that so much. And I also, it's interesting that you share that because I feel like you have taught me so much about how to be vulnerable in a friendship. Yeah. Like you, like the conversations that we have are raw and real and real life things. And your vulnerability has made me feel like, okay, this is a safe space for me to share my side of the story as well, because my default is always I I can handle this on my own. I will close the door. I will figure it out. And then I'll tell you everything I went through. After. Yeah. After I figure all this junk out. And, you know, ironically, our podcast is called In Between. I think being able to be vulnerable in the female friendships of the in-between seasons when it's not all pretty, when it's very messy and you're still figuring it out and not trying to jump in and fix, but just to listen and support Mm -hmm. is so huge. And I think I'm just really grateful for the ways that you've taught me how to be vulnerable as well. And another thing that I'll add to like that supporting as a friend that I found is my tendency to close that door and figure everything out on my own was very much there in my lowest points in life. And the people in my life would like text me and be like, hey, you don't have to respond. Just know I'm here. Or, yes. hey, I saw this post and this quote and made me think of you. Or like, hey, I admire the way that you're healing. Don't worry about responding. Like, honestly, like if you know me at all, just saying, don't worry about responding and sending me a really nice message means the world. <laughs>
1: because yes. sometimes
0: you don't have the energy to do that. And yeah. um, I was definitely in a season of learning how to be vulnerable and accept support. And so just being able to, no strings attached, be like, I love you. I am supporting you. I am here for you. And if you want to talk, I'm here. Right. A hundred percent. I think it is a journey to deepening the knowing of yourself. And it's like, the more that I learn about myself, the more that I feel open to share. And it's like, that is really interesting, the relationship between that um, and how when you're open and you're open to accepting support, I love how you put that of like, I have to be open to accepting support and receiving it. Um, I think that's huge. It's also a tendency of mine when someone does know something and says something, it's still a default tendency to be like, it's fine though. Like I'm working through it and like, we're, we're going to find a way and and we'll be on the other side of it soon. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm still in the middle of it, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's still like rushing through the thing so that I don't have to talk about it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and so just continuing to sit in that and like honor that someone saw and said something is like, okay, this is an invitation for me to engage in this support and to be open or even to say, I appreciate that so much. I don't think I have the mental capacity to talk about it today, but I do want to talk to you about this. So let's talk about it like next week or whatever. Instead of sometimes when we do receive support, we're like, KKK, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm out. Yes. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Close laptop. (laughs) I'm even noticing this in my marriage. Like you know, when we're navigating things, Matthew will be so patient and supportive and it makes me feel uncomfortable. You're like, like, why are you being so nice? (laughs) I'm like, okay, I have some more things to work on. (laughs) I love it. And I think like that's whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship, Mm -hmm. that's really where we grow. We were just talking about this before the podcast started is relationships in general expose so much of, us and they can grow us in this beautiful way, but in those in-between seasons of being uncomfortable, of not knowing how to figure things out is when we grow, when we can just from one side, not try to jump in and fix everything. And how can I support you? And on the other side, learning to be vulnerable and open so that you can receive that support. Um, and I think one last thing that I'll share too, that in my life has felt very supportive is People asking me questions. Like, I think whenever you're in a season of just confusion and not knowing till this day, when a friend can just ask me more questions about the situation I'm in, like, how does that make you feel? Does that align with your values? What do you think about it? Do you want to do anything about it? Do you want me to check up on you in a week and like, hold you accountable to that thing? Like, putting that um, responsibility back on me, And not taking that away from me either of like telling me how I feel. You're like, oh, you probably feel very overwhelmed. Like, No, just ask me, how do I feel? Mm. And I think I had to learn that as a friend. I did it without meaning to, but I've learned the best way that I can support someone is perhaps just listening and asking questions and asking them how would they like to be supported right now. And that's it. A hundred percent. That's some of my favorite. I learned this from my, my girlfriends back in Nashville. I'm so glad you brought that up is like asking someone how they want support. And sometimes depending on the severity of the trauma, right. Mm -hmm. You don't know, you don't know how you want support. Yeah. Um, and so depending on like where that is, but if it's like something a little bit, you know, lighter and like, they still want support, you know, asking them how they want to receive that. That's something my girlfriends in Nashville always did is like, Okay, how can we support you through this? Like, or hey, we realize this is like something that you're gonna be walking through over the next two months. You know, maybe it's time bound. It's like an, ex, you know, something that has an expiration date. How can we support you up until this thing? Yeah, um, that can feel really lovely. One last thing I was gonna say is around this is sometimes the best way to build a supportive relationship with another woman in your life is to go first is to ask for support, is to say, this is happening obviously in a, in a safe, you know, place of trust. Um, I feel like that's like, I need to say that, um, Hey, this is going on in my life. You know, do you have space to listen today? I really need some support and by, and I've seen this change relationships in my life by opening up, it gives them permission to do the same. Yeah. And sometimes we don't know how to ask for support. We don't know Mm -hmm. until maybe it's modeled to us from a friend or a family member or someone even professionally. And so I I even do this in work. I'll go to certain women that I work with and I'm like, Hey, so I have this specific thing. I'm, I'm deciding between this or this. Here's what I'm kind of navigating. What do you think? I'd love to get your opinion. Mm -hmm. And what I'm doing is I'm, I am intentionally opening a door for us to have that kind of relationship where we go to each other for advice, where we get input, where we get feedback. And it's because I'm trying to establish that intentionally with that person. Um, Granted, those are about much lighter things in life, but it is still a way to start building a bridge and like deepen a connection with someone. Yeah. And it's a lovely practice to have that will take like, It might be something light, but you will carry that through those deeper topics, too, of, like, if you're the first one to open that door with, like, very vulnerable things, now that person feels like, well, dang, like, if she went there, then I definitely can share this. (laughs) And then when I'm, you know what I mean? Like, you can just kind of go back and forth. And then it starts building this beautiful relationship of trust and depth and just like journeying through life together. Mm -hmm. It is, it can be this like really beautiful thing. And I think that's something that I know you have been very intentional and worked very hard at as well as myself is like really being in a healthy place in my female friendships. Mm -hmm. And even like with the women in my family, like really working hard on myself, being intentional with the energy that I bring to a relationship. Um, I'm not perfect, right? Like I am in no way perfect or, you know, proclaiming that I know it all. But I feel like I, in my 20s, one of the things I'm most proud of at this point is how much I have invested in trying to have really healthy female friendships Mm -hmm. because it's like, it's the most, one of the richest parts of my life. Mm. And um, I think if we can put more of that into the world, And into our relationships, it really does bring so much joy to your daily life that if we just, but we just have to unlock it, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have to be that, that, um, model of health, emotional health first. Yeah. Um, And then you get to invite that into your friendships. So good. And being able to have that vulnerability to, as a woman, one thing that I have found is, Like in since 2020, I've started building these very deep friendships, female friendships. But prior to that, I really didn't have these deep friendships much. And so having that difference, one thing that I have found is in my female friendships, I feel seen. I suddenly feel less judgmental about myself because I'm like, oh, other people feel this too. Other people, other women navigate this with their bodies as well, or in their relationships as well, or with other friends or their careers, like all of these these different spectrums where I'm like, okay, like I'm not crazy. I'm not like completely throwing my life away. And it's just, it normalizes it to the, the, the story that we tell ourselves, mm-hmm. the community that we have around us can help ground that story that we tell ourselves. Yeah, I agree. It can be a like echo chamber, right? And like what we throw into the echo chamber comes back at us. Mm-hmm. And so we are responsible for that what we put out into our relationships coming back and if that doesn't align, it's an opportunity to to decide, you know, do I want to continue investing in that relationship or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you've opened up to someone at work and then you find out that you can't trust them. Yeah. It's a terrible feeling, but you get to decide like, and at the end of the day, like choosing to invite more respect and um, more empathy for women, regardless of their situations, wherever they're coming from in any area of life, how can we invite more respect and more empathy whenever we're trying to support each other? I love that. I have a little challenge for us. Ooh, I'm ready. Okay. This I'm a challenge. The this is off the cuff, by the <laughs> way. This is not scripted. <laughs> it is very much off the cuff. I think a big part of female friendships is also appreciating each other. And acknowledging where we've been, what we're going through. And sometimes we don't take the time to step back and be like, I really admire you for this. Or dang, you're doing this in this season of life. And I respect you so much for that, even though we feel it and we see it. So I'm going to challenge all of our listeners to reach out to one woman in your life, whether you're a male or female listening to this. Reach out to one woman in your life in this next week and send them a voice message or a text and just tell them like why you appreciate them, why you're grateful for them. And that's it. Like no strings attached and just be like, hey, if you're busy, no worries on having to respond. But trust me, that will make a huge difference in their day. I agree. Let's do it. I already have someone that immediately came to mind. Me. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Hi, Astrid. (laughs) (laughs) I want to tell you how much I appreciate you. I do. I honestly feel like I, we do that to each other. Like we weekly. do. <laughs> we do. It's great. I Which, love it. <laughs> I love. Um this has been such a good uh, such a good episode. Again, like I love being able to navigate all these different topics. With you, and we have different perspectives, different life experiences, um, which I think always makes these conversations so meaningful and so rich. So, thank you for listening. If you made it to the end of the episode, screenshot that podcast player wherever you're listening. Jump over to Instagram and tag us at inbetween.pod. We love when y'all tag us because, one, we get to continue the conversation with you. Um, check in on what you're learning, what you liked, maybe even more podcast episode topics that you'd like to hear from Astrid and I. Thank you so much for being a part of the In Between Pod. Follow us on Instagram at inbetween.pod, and you can also connect with me at Alexis Teichmiller, or you can connect with me at Astrid Johanna Photo. Amazing. And if you're really resonating with the show, please leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you're listening. Those reviews really help us. It gives us motivation to keep doing this podcast. And also we do this for free. And so being able to share a review gives us um, boosts in the algorithm, you know, those crazy little tech things called the algorithm. (laughs) So it helps us show up on search so that more people can find the show. And we just deeply appreciate Uh, being in community with you, and we will catch you next week.